Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. And welcome to Off the Bench, uh, another huge week of sports and uh, a pretty impressive one considering the weekend we've got ahead of us. Lots to discuss over the next hour. We can't wait to sink our teeth into some uh, big finals action in the basketball, the A-League starting to heat up as well, and of course, on the eve of the 2019 NRL season, trial matches get underway in earnest. Plenty of those to look forward to as well. Benny Jones is my name. Great to have your company wherever you're listening to us right around Australia. And for first choice liquor, for all your liquor needs, I welcome into the show this man, a former premiership player with the Penrith Panthers and NRL great, Scotty Sadler. Good to see you, Scotland. Yeah, Benny, a lot has happened during the week. Of course, um, reading a, a lot of a lot of the synopsis around the Jack DeBellum scenario, yes. which which they're trying to use that as an, ex, as a, an example of how the game should now be judged moving forward. And um, as you said, Big Mal Meninga has come out really, really strongly during the weekend Absolutely. with his... Uh, with his I suppose his um, perception on how he believes that the game should move forward. But outside of that, there's still a lot to come over this weekend. Uh, the trials are really exciting because yep. these are the trials that you start start seeing the regular NRL players you're going to see week in, week out, littered with a few young up-and-comers that you may yeah. see later on in the season. Absolutely, and we all just hope, fingers crossed, everyone can get through uh, without too many injuries. Certainly none of those season-ending variety. But let's start on a positive note. Uh, well, just as a little tease as to what's to come, by the way, for our listeners. Uh, very, very soon we're going to look at the good and the bad throughout the summer of sport. I know we've got a few days left officially in summer, but we're going to uh, run through five moments each that caught our eye, either from a positive or a negative viewpoint. Uh, also, we'll catch up with the boys on the driver's seat. They have made a big return in 2019, all things motorsport really kicking off in earnest next weekend as well. But let's talk about some of the news of the week. And I did want to start on a positive note. And uh, a man who it's hard to find anything but positives about him, John Sutton at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, yeah. is um, is being honoured this weekend uh, as part of the, the, the trial game that uh, the Rabbits are playing against the Panthers. Uh with a testimonial, which is just brilliant. A, a guy who's been incredibly loyal to the point where, Sats, you've actually got a story surrounding that loyalty. Yeah, it's uh, 310 games for the Rabbitohs. They're one of the proudest clubs and the most successful club in NRL. And uh, he's a guy that made his debut in 2004 and has not left the South Sydney Rabbitohs, even through really tough times. Uh, he stayed loyal to the club. Uh, the testimonial this weekend, oh, I love it. It's against the Warriors, and it's it's at the spiritual home of, of South Sydney, which is Redfern yep. Oval, yep. in the suburb of Redfern, just outside of Sydney, on the edge of the city there. And it, it should be absolutely hemming at the seams with local juniors and, and all those people that have, have loved South Sydney and everything about South Sydney, those rusted-on fans that will that will attend on Saturday night to see John Sutton, a, a man that deserves a testimonial because, like you said, he's been so loyal to the club. He's so popular. So He's so popular, Benny, that this trial, Wayne Bennett didn't want to use a lot of the stars no. for this trial. Keep them on cotton wool yeah. until the season properly. But they've said, no, we no. want to be part of John yeah, yeah. Sutton's testimonial. Yeah, so great. speaks testament to the man. Now, yeah, on loyalty. Now, the loyalty, you don't have to explain that just because he's stated 
the one club for so many years when he could have gone to other clubs. Mm. Um, but he lives in a place called Maroubra on the eastern suburbs, Benny. Uh, he's a South Sydney junior. And Maroubra back in the earlier years was a real housing commission on the ocean. It was where a lot of the, the real struggling families grew up. Yep. And it was a, it was a real blue-collar worker. Uh, suburb and he's grown up there and, and the Maroubra has a gang called the Bra Boys and they're, they're infamous around the world. There's there's well, been, been movies made yeah, about them. Yeah, movies, documentaries. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe yep. made, a, made a documentary about them as well um, or voiced a documentary, I should say. But John Sutton is part of the Bra Boys. And he's a proud member of the Bra Boys and you talk about loyalty. The the most the most infamous members of the, the Bra Boys are the Abaddon family. Jai, Kobe Abaddon, Sonny. There's, a, there's about three or four of them, I think. Back in 2003, um, Joy Abaddon was charged with the murder of a, another Eastern Suburbs standover man by the name of Tony Hines yep. and uh, was found not guilty. And his brother, Kobe, he was probably the most celebrated bra boy out of all of them. He was, um, he was charged with accessory to murder and pled guilty to uh, perverting the course of justice. But when we get this back to John Sutton, he is so loyal, he did not miss one day of the trial for both of those boys. Mm. Like he turned up day in, day out. And a lot of people might be thinking, but hang on a sec, like these are serious charges, yep. serious criminal charges. But it goes back to the loyalty that he shows the people that have been really good to him throughout the years. And and the people that he grew up with have been so staunch and stood by him for so many years, John Sutton. When he was going yeah. through some really tough times himself, people were questioning whether he really was a first-grade rugby league player. Was he tough mm. enough? And then he's gone on to captain the South Sydney Rabbitohs to break the drought in 2014. He's an amazing man. And first to 300 for the club? First to the 300, which is which, quite amazing yeah, for a club like that. You're right, with yeah. so much history steeped in so much of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. No one's ever got close to 300. Yeah. Only both he and Nathan Merritt have been two players who got close to 300. And, um, and yeah, he's, so to be able to show loyalty to not outside, not on the football field, but it shows that the, how loyal he is to his friends outside of the game as well. So, yeah, yeah well done, John Sutton. A- absolutely. And just to put that into context, so he was starting his career just as you were finishing yours. Does that make yes. you feel old, Sats, yes, at all? Is it? <laughs> so I just yeah. thought I'd throw that in there as well. But good luck to John Sutton, of course. It'll be an amazing day. And, uh, of course, a big season ahead for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, one of the sides uh, many expect to be contending at the pointy end of the campaign. Uh, obviously, a little bit of player movement and, and sort of some news out of Queensland. Uh, Jordan Kahu, you actually um, had, had little whispers about this late last week, probably about the same time last week, that... He would be heading to the exit at the Broncos. Was maybe seen as surplus to requirements at Brisbane this season, and the Cowboys, after the Ben Barber situation, were sort of crying out for that playmaking type. So, a good fit uh, for the one-year deal he's he's getting. Yeah, um, he's a good player, Jordan Carr. He's a point scorer. Not sure he's a fullback. Mm. He was originally a five-eight at, at high school and a very good five-eight when he came out of high school and went to the Brisbane Broncos, but. Um, I'm not sure he's a fullback. Yeah. Um, what you need in a fullback, which is electric, dynamic speed, and um, but a very good centre. He's just probably a, one of the centres that they need because he's, he's a prolific point scorer yeah. as well. The, and they're the, going to need points without JT creating. Them. A lot of the comments after the, the deal was announced that I read surrounding Jordan, and you've watched a lot more of him than I have, is that his his best is very very good. Yes, his, his bad can be really, really he bad. So his biggest a, problem, Jordan, is his injuries. Yeah. he suffered a lot of injuries. Can't get over continuity. The years. Yeah, yeah, so but. Yeah, you know, the one year will make him really hungry. I, it serves a purpose, a one-year contract. Yeah. Now, I, I want to ask you a question, uh, yep. and this is maybe one that we'll, we'll discover an answer on halfway through the season, maybe earlier than that. Of course, the Melbourne Storm uh, are going to be without Billy Slater in 2019. In fact, uh, moving forward, because he has, of course, hung up the boots, no Cooper Cronk. 
uh, and Cam Smith, who is still there, but uh, heading towards the end of his career. So it's going to be a, a new look Melbourne Storm overcoming seasons. But of course, wearing that number one jersey, the fame number one jersey at the Storm. Who's the front runners, uh, and and who who do you like as the uh, most likely? Contender? Well, Scott Drinkwater will get the first jersey this week. Uh, a terrific player and plays a lot like Billy. It's a huge uh, compliment to, to mention. Absolutely, in the same name as in the same vein as Billy Slater, but he's not as fast as Billy, but he is very quick. But he he also chimes into a back line and sizes up a situation really well. He, he can play with the ball really well, so he's probably ahead of Billy overall as a player at his age right now than what Billy was at the yeah, same time. Right. Billy yep. was all about just just blinding speed. Yep. There's no real Catch pass game. It was just yep. backing up support and getting into open space and bringing the ball back with a lot of gusto. Always a great defender. Mm. So Scott Drinkwater is at the perfect club to develop into a quality number one. Then there's Jerome Hughes. He's a proven performer when asked whether it's the Titans or whether it's in Melbourne last year. And then a young guy by the name of Ryan Pappenhauser. No one's ever heard of him. No, no. He's a really good young player, but Drinkwood will be the number one, I think. All right, we'll uh, see a little bit of him in action, of course, over the next couple of weeks in those trial games uh, and a chance for him to really stake his claim for round one. Let's talk about just briefly you know, players behaving badly and the comments of Mel Meninga, which you, um, which you teased at the top of the show there, Sats, which have certainly already, it seems... Uh, have got people at NRL headquarters sitting up straight, taking notice, and maybe even looking at current policies and why these may need to change when it comes to to players who have been alleged to have stepped on the wrong side of the law that are facing serious allegations and charges and as to what their involvement should be in the game while those unfold. And, and Mel's comments surrounding Jack DeBellin and basically said as a kangaroo selector, if he was picking a squad tomorrow... Even with what Jack's going through, he just would not would not even consider him. No, he's saying that anyone charged with a serious crime should be stood down until uh, some sort of uh, penalty or sentence or or decision is is given. Can it be that black and white? I guess is the big question. Can it be just a case of you no, either play or you don't? No, there's a, there's a lot of varying a lot of variables that come into any situation. You've got to be really careful of of having black and white no tolerance. Yep. You've got to be really careful of that. You make a rod for your own back um, a bit, don't exactly. You? But you know the. The NRL have made a rod for their back with their policy by saying that anyone charged with any offence, if they plead not guilty, you can't stand them down. Yep. But there's an extension to that rule also that says, but club chief exec- executives and bosses can be also use their own discretion. Yep. So it's quite flippant, this rule. This is what the AR- ARLC, mm. the commission, are meeting in the coming weeks, inside the next four or five days, to decide about some of the sanctions that can be brought down. Yep. Um, I see the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association, they are coming head-on for a really ugly collision, and it's it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. Uh, on the back of that, uh, we saw the incidents uh, surrounding Payne Haas and his uh, inability to cooperate with the Integrity Commission, which has seen the Broncos come in and basically say, well, we're not going to cop that as a club. Uh, obviously, with a lot of focus around player behaviour at the moment, uh, Payne, you're a young man. You'll make mistakes. We get that, but once the integrity commission's involved, we're going to draw a line I in the like sand. This. And they've they've stood him down for four games. You're yep. having four games of the season, a, a hefty monetary fine as well. Um, your thoughts on that? And subsequently, Payne's reaction, where he's come out, been pretty contrite, and said, "I owe this." Club. Well, it depends whether the contriteness is um, is authentic yep. and whether it's not scripted for him. Hey, listen, go out there, and we need you to say this, which happens at clubs. Mm. I like the Brisbane Broncos. He has done nothing wrong. 
physically himself. No, pain, that's, and that, that's the point well, of he difference. Had, he has means, done isn't something it? Yeah. wrong by not cooperating with the integrity Th- that's unit's the issue. Yeah. investigation. Yeah. And he was advised to do that from a family member. Mm. That was the wrong thing to do. But the incidents that are in question where he was present but he didn't participate in, and no. we're talking about um, possible ab- abusing uh, referees and officials at games, which is not him, it's family members and, and surrounding members. Yep. And, um, and also another... Uh, Quite possible ugly assault incident against a, against a female, which again is not pain. No, but what the Broncos are trying to say to pain here is that your decisions about who you decide to spend all your time with can have a massive effect. Absolutely, on your career. Yep. So what they're doing now as a young player is it's all about education. It's a hard way to learn. A lot of people disagree with it, but you've got to hit these kids on a, with a sledgehammer sometimes to make them learn really early. Now this is his family. This is his blood. We're talking about, and it's going to be really tough to break away from that mm. and I don't think by any means the Broncos would be asking for him to break away from his family it's just about when you can identify a situation that looks like it may be getting a little bit ugly yep. you just need to disappear and yeah. that's it yeah and, and you know what I, I hadn't really even thought about it up until this point we're having this discussion now I, I hope that not only is it a light bulb moment for pain and he's a young man as you said he'll, he'll learn from this and hopefully as he said in his press conference or in his statement he will come back better and owing the club, he'll do everything he can to repay that faith. But I hope it's a light bulb moment for maybe certain members of his family who might look at this and go, oh, hang on a minute, we, we could cost this kid big time if we ca- keep carrying on like Especially like if Paul Pain Chop. is one of the breadwinners for the family. Well, absolutely. So um, maybe all round, it's a, it's a good lesson for everyone. And uh, I Payne's think the Broncos' response is good. The people that he is with at present, family or not family, they're mm. adults. They'll get themselves into trouble. Oh, absolutely. Whatever Payne's going to do is not yeah. going to stop their paradigm, the way they think. But he can distance himself but from that. he can that. make a decision just to distance himself. Choose your friends, can't choose your family. I've known that saying pretty well over the years. Uh, that's a bit of a look at what's been going on. News of the week, of course. The exciting thing is for NRL fans over the next few weeks, we'll get to talk about some actual footy as these troll games get underway in round one just around the corner. More off the bench to come right after this. We're going to take a look at the good and the bad in the summer of sport throughout 2018-19. And we're going to do it for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. You are listening to Off The Bench. You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Welcome back to Off The Bench. Great to have your company. Hope you're enjoying the program. We enjoy bringing it to you week in, week out. Betty Jones, Scotty Sattler. Badger's back next week too, by the way. Uh, Back from his little pre-season holiday as we gear up towards the start of the NRL season. It is just a few sleeps away. Uh, Coming up a little later on in the program, we'll find out what Sats is looking forward to this weekend in the world of sport. We'll also catch up with the boys on the driver's seat, who in turn... Catch up with a litany of stars when it comes to all things motorsport with the Adelaide 500 kicking off the 2019 championship season next weekend. So looking forward to that. Uh, Through the week, though, Sats and I have been racking our brains discussing some of the good moments and some of the bad moments over the past four or five months of sport. We call it our summer of sport here in Australia and abroad, 2018-19. Let's recap on that, starting with the good. What we're going to do now here, Sats, is our summer of sport recap, the good and the bad, and uh, well, tomorrow night will be the bad. We'll start off on a positive note, though, and that's the good things that have happened over the summer in Can sport. Can I do your haircut as one of the bad? Don't like the haircut? I want to get a photo and put it on our Facebook what's page. Wrong, what's wrong with the haircut? It's not looking great now. I don't dress up for work, clearly. I don't put any product through it. It's a bit short on the sides. My wife thought it was a little short. It looks like I've got wing nuts uh, with the ears. That, no, that I don't know. Bit... But I, 
you look like a cockatoo. All right. Thank you. Yeah. That's we're off to a good start. Best five moments <laughs> summer in hairdressing or sport. We'll go with yep. sport. Uh, get us rolling. What's your number five, five for me one. is uh, the Heat's win over the Stars in 10 overs. Yeah. I mean, the win, the win itself, well, it's neither here nor there, but the way that they yeah. did it to yep. lose no wickets, it was, it was one of the great 20 over. Um, 20 over performances that mm. we've seen, I think, on any level. Yeah, Ben Cutting uh, and Max Bryant. It was yep. some of the cleanest hitting I've had the privilege of seeing. And well, you you're right. That game, yeah, I was yeah. there. I was there. And, and, and look, for a split second, it looked as though it might always be enough to sneak them in the back door of the finals. Of course, you called the game out. with Ryan Harris, the yeah. great Australian fast bowler. Like, as an ex player, what was his. He, he couldn't believe it. He said it was some of the best hitting. And he's watched a lot of cricket yeah. and played it all over the globe. So even he was impressed. Uh, at number five, well, cricketing theme, but I'm going to go with Pat Cummins. Uh, when Australian cricket's been desperately screaming out for a poster boy just to restore a bit of faith, put a bit of joy back into the game. This guy's never not smiling, whether he's uh, batting or bowling. And uh, boy, put his, his hand up. His story is good, but too, isn't it? Like he's come back from a, yeah six uh, six years. He was on the yeah, sideline with a, stress fractures in the back surgery. and all sorts of stuff going. Yeah, fusion of the back. Um, and and you know was rewarded uh, yeah. and absolutely deservedly with the AB medal just uh, last week. So Pat Cummins is my five at four for you. Four has only happened last week. Sri Lanka yes. versus South Africa. Late entry. I was going to say Pat Cummins, but but I just thought you know instead of doubling up, I think. That's one of the great test match wins that we've seen. I mean, it's not Sri Lanka beating Bangladesh or no, no. Australia or New Zealand. It's one of the powerhouses of test cricket. On their home soil. South exactly. Africa with one of the best bowling lineups in the world. They're nine down, needed 75 more to get. Phil, there's a fair bit of Nimza Zor influence in that one for you at number four, and no wonder he was so excited about it. It was a great moment, one of the great, uh, well, uh, against all odds victories yeah. I think we've seen in test cricket. And there's been a fair discussion about test cricket in recent years that it's it's getting back to its glory days. You know, really tight test matches. We're seeing results Good now. series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, number four for me, oh, the run of Ash Barty at the Australian Open uh, was really enjoyable. Uh, and some of the other young guns who performed well early on in the tournament just showed us that there is life beyond the Aussie Brat boys, Kyrgios and Tomic, that we don't have to throw all our eggs into their basket if they don't perform. There's others for us to you get know, excited about. Kyrgios now. and Tomic maybe our best attributes in tennis. You reckon? Well... I'm interested in your angle on this. They're setting a standard that everyone that's going to come be behind them does not want to follow. Well, that, yeah, okay. It's sort of an interesting way of viewing it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not a huge standard, but... You know, no, it's, well, it's a standard to say, listen, if, if, we can I go want past to, that. if I want to be seen in this sport yep. and leave a really good legacy... I don't want to follow that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's yeah. a fair, fair take on it. Number three for you? Number three is the Roosters win in the World Club Challenge, which a lot of people don't think that's a, it's a great moment. But it's, it's really tough for an Australian team that hasn't played a game yet, yep. that has been training for the last two and a half, three months. After two and a half months on the drink. To the, yeah, to the <laughs> other side of the world yeah. yep. and play in their conditions, which of course over there at the moment is winter, yeah. on a you know, volatile home crowd as well and come away with a, a really good win against a side that's already played two games as well and played trials before Absolutely. that. So they've probably had four or five games under their belt. So I thought it was an amazing win. I can't believe I'm saying that about the Roosters. But <laughs> silverware, silverware. Well <laughs> uh, number three for me uh, are the Renegades old boys that pulled the final out of the fire in the Big Bash. Aaron Finch, Cam White, who was sacked by the – well, not sacked, but he was let go by the Stars about four years ago. And what about Dan Christian, uh, who's been touted by some as one of the top three 
big bash or T20 cricketers in the world. Bat and ball, the, the, the back end of his tournament was unbelievable. He just mm. dragged the Renegades across the line. Uh, and they are no longer the BBL's least successful team. They've uh, taken out the ultimate prize in one of the most amazing finals we're uh, ever likely to see. At number two, Sats. Everyone who listens to the show knows I am an NFL tragic. I mm. love it. I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. And to see Tom Brady win his sixth Super Bowl, quite amazing. Now, this is a this is a guy that physically, when you looked at him when he first went into the NFL draft as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, everyone thought he's too slow. He was sluggish. He had a slow arm. He had a terrible body. And um, probably he was never going to make it. Probably had an ordinary haircut as well. I'm probably. Yeah, yep. Um, and he was picked as 199th yeah. draft pick, and yep. then six other quarterbacks went before him. Mm. All those six quarterbacks have faded off into the distance. We've yep. never heard them. Chad Redman was one of them. And this guy has become the greatest the greatest uh, gridiron player of all time. Those other six do the public speaking circuit now and just say, look, I was picked before <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady. It's all I've got, but at least I got in before it's really Tom. Good, um, yeah. It's a really good documentary, ESPN, called The Brady Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well worth a look. At number two for me, uh, well, Winks, continuing her amazing run of wins, now stands at 30 in a row. But, you know, it comes with a little bit of a disclaimer, I suppose, is that um, while it's great she's still going and going well, it just means we're that little bit closer to the day yeah. they say no more. And You're a horseman. Would you take her through to a possible fifth cocktail? Nah. Well, no. I mean, again, it's, no, it's, it's from, from afar it looks tempting, but no. Four, four is never going to be matched or beaten, I wouldn't think, in our lifetime. So just leave it at that. Couple more wins under the belt. Big farewell. They are saying they're trying. Melbourne are trying to get her down for the All Star Mile. They're, they're trying, throwing everything at her as a, as a Flemington farewell. If they can pull that off, you weren't nice. here uh, Monday, Benny. But we spoke about Chris Waller, who's engaged a counsellor to um, yes it, for, for the himself, staff, the staff, and also Hugh Bowman because mm. they know that life after is going to be so difficult. Yeah, there were a few people that took the mick out of that on social no, media. I noticed. That's, that's forward yeah. thinking. Yeah, uh, number one. Uh, well, this is interesting from you, Sats. So. Best scandal. <laughs> the best. best scandal. No, but it's the way that it was handled. Now yeah. the Ben Barber situation. We don't want to make any any um, light of the fact that there was a another party here that has Absolutely. been subject to uh, behaviour that is unbecoming of any human being. Um, but I just. I like the way the NRL handle it. I think in the past the NRL have sat on their hands. I know the evidence, the video yeah. evidence is obviously conclusive, but I just like that they they made a swift, after an in-depth investigation over about seven or eight days. Alongside the Cowboys. They came and, out yep. and just said, you know what, we're yep. not going to stand for it. Go and find another sport to play. I really liked it. Yep, fair enough. Uh, my number one, which um, pains me to say it, but I just have to take my hat off to them, was the Indian cricket team over the summer, led by Virat Kohli, who's a polarising figure but you've got to appreciate the way he pl- plays his cricket. Uh, then, of course, you had Pajara, who was the wall. Couldn't get him out all series. The bowlers for India actually bowled like we usually do to visiting teams with a bit of fire, with a bit of bit of mongrel. And even Rishabh Pant, the young wicketkeeper who had a bit of uh, by-play with the I Aussies I just love when you look I, at the Indian it. team. Even when you looked at the Sri Lankan team playing against South Africa, they look anything but athletes. But they are just yeah. amazing they at what get it they done. do. See, it's not all about the look, Sats. It's, you carved out a good career not really looking like much of an athlete. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, yeah, can we go an honourable mention? Uh, Timmy Cahill, we uh, yep. said farewell to him. In, I think it was back in November, one of the greatest athletes we've ever produced, his contribution to Australian football. Do you think we underestimate Tim Cahill? No, I, never, I certainly don't. You never don't. have. But I do you think don't. as a nation we have? Yeah, probably, because there's still so many of us uh, that, are, that are still coming around to this, this football thing, this world yep. game. So, yeah, probably. Maybe in time we'll really grow to a Appreciate. And can I just say, it probably goes without saying, we, we should have had this in. It only just snuck into summer. Uh, Craig Lowndes winning yeah. at Bathurst, sort of mm. the back end of, uh, of our footy season. Emotional. Great moment. So there you go. That's our good. 
Hey, uh, we're going to uh, focus in now, Sats, on the five worst moments throughout the summer yep. of sport, through your eyes, through my eyes. So you can get us rolling. Uh, there'll be a dishonourable mention later on as well, but... Uh, what have you got for us at five? Well, I thought the Melbourne Stars capitulation in the BBL final was just, yeah, to sit there and watch how hard they have worked, getting smacked by the heat a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah, very nearly missing out on the finals as Then a making the finals with their star-studded team that have played a lot of big matches and be none for 93 after 13 overs. And just to watch them melt. Yep. was just, it was horrifying to watch. All right, well, as I said, we've got a couple that are pretty similar, but I'm going to start at five. Uh, the, the Horn v. Mundine fight, what a complete... Well, that's my number four, uh, so yeah, what I agree with What a waste you. of bloody time that was for I mean, we all not, got sucked not in again. the result. It was just why the fight actually occurred No, I as think, well, well I, I thought the whole thing, the whole package, the, the build-up, which was, again, you know, the theatre of boxing, and yep. a lot of it's manufactured, but we all slowly but surely got sucked in, and... Mundine running around town saying, I'll, I'll beat this bloke. 96 seconds. She's all over and done with. He retires. And within a week, almost as predictable as the sun coming up the next day, he's gone, oh, I want another crack at it. Yeah. Give me another go. No, thanks. So well, he, four, That he was, was my number four. four, yeah. All right. Well, at four, I had, well, BBL related, but the Brisbane Heat were one of my disappointments because you know, we're a bit biased. Uh, and I covered a lot of their games for Big Bash Nation, but they teased and... Then, of course, that, that win against the Stars, which was sensational, which gave them a little glimmer of hope. But more so than that, just a bit of a sad end to Brendan McCullum's time at the Brisbane yeah, Heat. it was. He didn't ever get to bat in his last match. At the start of the season, they offered so much, didn't they? Just slow out of the blocks. And again, I, I feel as though it's that they'd rather look good and lose than yeah. win and look bad. No, there's an argument for that, no doubt about it. Three. Number three was uh, the, just the continued attitude of... Of the Brats, Kyrgios and Tomic. Probably yeah. they take turns. It, it is like they contact each other and they say, listen, for the next month, you're going to be the imbecile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. it was Tomic at yeah. one stage. That yeah. was Kyrgios. And just their attitudes stink. And like I said yesterday, they could be the greatest thing for Australian tennis because this good young firebrand group of tennis players that are coming through, males and females, yeah. Gavrilova, Barty, just to name a few, um, it will learn from these you, these guys' lessons. Do you reckon? Do you honestly reckon they're that smart to be in cahoots to plan how they'll absolutely? End up, you reckon? Mate, they're calculating those two. I don't know. Absolutely. I saw Bernard Tomic on sixty minutes. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that that switched on upstairs just quietly. <laughs> hey, at number three for me, uh, well, the Darren Weird drama, yeah. uh, and of course, not not a lot of sympathy for Darren in this instance. The uh, the, the the charges of, of racing integrity and, and corruption and the jiggers, the uh, the electronic shock devices used yep. on horses, has meant that he's now out of the sport for four years. It's another black eye to the industry that seems to bounce from scandal to scandal. The NRL, they're not quite at that level yet, but they're not far behind. Ben Curry in Queensland just recently looks as though he's going to suffer. How are the jiggers are used on a, like a horse treadmill? Yeah, it just it is literally it's cruelty to animals. So yeah. that's why they're banned and they're abhorred throughout the industry. So yeah, real blow. And and as we've seen, as the fallout from that continues, I think twelve or thirteen of his staff have now been made yep. redundant. Kieran Maher has taken over the stable. So there are no winners in this situation. Mm. A very very sad one indeed. Uh, worst, what do you got? Worst of it all is the, the as you said the cruelty to yeah the poor animals. What have you got? Uh, number two, we're up to. Uh, number two is the the sacking of Matilda's coach. Yeah, um, Alan Stajic. Yep. We still haven't been given a reason. I suppose, do the public need one? Because internally, they probably know why they've made the decision. But um, I think a, a position of that of that nature and that um, and that stature, I think the Australian public deserves some some answers mm. if we are going to continue supporting this very successful team, probably one of our most successful teams at the moment. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Now, at number two, I did have Bernard Tomic, but we've already covered off on him. So I'm going to throw in my dishonourable mention and slide it up to number yep. two. You won't agree with me, Sats, because I know yesterday this was part of your good moments in sport, but the Super Bowl, 
What a stinker that was. Now no, I know it wasn't. Now, now, now I know that purists, are, yeah, no, no, the defensive the, purists exactly. will say, "Oh, it was brilliant how how they See, marshaled their defense." All you people that come in and just want to watch the big game and expect that's all right. these touched. That's You've right. You've got to understand I'm a the once specifics a year. and the dynamics. I am of the game. a once a year watcher, and I want to be entertained. Even the halftime show was oh, rubbish. That was a stinker. Maroon Five, go yeah. jump in the ocean, please. Yeah. That was absolutely <laughs> terrible. So, yeah, look, I understand that's a bit more tongue in cheek, but um, yeah, full credit to Tom Brady. How boring! He just keeps winning things. Him and Belichick. Anyway, that's <laughs> and my... he's married to the best sort yeah, in the world. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. He's got most boxes ticked, hasn't he? Uh, number one uh, for you, Sats. Um, no surprise to see where you've gone. Oh, with just this one. the NRL and. How certain players had the ability to drag the the clubs, uh, so their clubs and the game through the mud. Of course, there's the uh, Ben Barber, the Dylan Walker, the alleged domestic violence issue, the allegations on Jack DeBell and Miles Tuelli, who's a young young forward who's been contracted to the Brisbane Broncos. This has flown under the radar a little bit, mm. but on the Central Coast over the Christmas break, he he bashed a guy quite savagely. He's now been, I think, he's been sentenced to two years in prison. Wow. Um, and Scott Bolton, of course, who ended up pleading guilty to a lesser charge, but still yeah. was found guilty. So yeah. um, there's many more that we don't have enough time to talk about, but it's just been an unfortunate off-season for the NRL. It certainly has. Look, at number one for me, and with football being pretty close to my heart, I know you've mentioned it, Sats, it was earlier on in your list, but the, the way the, the whole sacking of Alan Stadgett has been handled uh, by those who made the call, who have now gone underground and won't answer any questions uh, under the guise of confidentiality, what what saddened me most about this is, look, for Alan, I feel for him, and his reputation now has been almost ruined. Whether yep. he gets any work down the track is going to be... Well, it creates speculation, it doesn't does, it? does, because we just yeah. don't know any answers. But also the fact that arguably our most popular and liked national sporting team right now is the Matildas because, you know, they go about it the right and way. because you've got a massive crush on Sam Kerr. And, and that as well also helps with the uh, the cause. But also it's just months out from a World Cup, which they're, they're one of the favourites, you know, mm. one of the teams that could lift... The biggest trophy in women's in if, women's if sport. If they go through to a World Cup final, mm. do we forget about this whole well, sacking of Matilda's I mean, coach? Yeah, the, the, be, the better they go at the World Cup, we we, we do have pretty short memories. Yeah, um, but that's also a big if. Uh, we wish them still a very. Ante Milicic, who's taken on the new gig, wish him very well, but. They just made a hash of that, the FFA, and yep. uh, unfortunately, uh, there's been a, a fair few left in its wake. So there you go, Sats and myself, good, bad, and a few things you could probably categorise in between, but it's been a big few months. Let's hope the next six months provide as many goods, maybe not quite so many bads. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench. When we return, we'll catch up with the boys on the driver's seat, Matty McKeldon, Steve Johnson as well, as they gear up to the start of the 2019 V8 Supercars. It's going to be a ripping season, and they're going to catch up with a host of stars right after this break. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Time to focus in on some motorsports uh, before we find out what Scotty Sattler's looking forward to this weekend around the sporting landscape. Uh, and this is exciting because the 2019 V8 Championship season is just a few days away from commencing and it'll kickstart at the Adelaide 500 next weekend. 
Through the week, the boys on the driver's seat caught up with reigning champion Scotty McLaughlin, his teammate in Fabian Coulthard, and just as a little icing on the cake, the legendary Dick Johnson ahead of that season opener. Let's hear the chat. We're here with the champ, Scott McLaughlin, here on the driver's seat. And I've got to say, Scotty, first off, man, you must feel like Tom Brady. The amount of media has been thrown your way since you won in Newcastle has been insane. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite a six-time yet, but, um, yeah, he's that was phenomenal watching that sort of stuff. But, um, anyway, um, for me, it's been crazy, obviously, the media and stuff. But I was able to go away after a pretty hectic December and November, December, and really just be away from everything. Really didn't follow the supercars. I actually unliked all the pages, so I didn't follow any news or whatever, and um, liked it all back when I got home and back into the supercars. And it was nice because I was like, I got in the workshop and I was refreshed and I was excited to see everyone, and um, it's very cool. Scott McLaughlin, the defending supercars champion here on the driver's seat. Did you have a chat to, to Big Dick? I did. I'm, good. I'm saving the best to last. Oh, sorry. I've, got, I've gone early there. Wow, you've gone early again. You've jumped the start. You've jumped the gun there, Steve. But before we get to the one and only Dick Johnson, I had a quick word with Fabian Coulthard. We're here with uh, Fabian Coulthard from Shell V Power Racing here on the driver's seat. Fabs, uh, that's one hell of a good-looking car there, though. That's awesome, isn't it? Uh, look, it really shows off the lines of the Mustang, and you know, we're lucky that we've got you know, iconic corporate partners which really you know, make our car look awesome. So uh, it's a credit to everyone, you know, for performance, our team, you know, DJR team, Penske, Tickford, everyone that's been involved in getting this car to what it is, and you know, it looks very awesome. As we look towards uh, 2019, Adelaide not too far away. Last year, a bit of a lean year for you, unfortunately, but uh, the year before, I mean, you were leading the championship a fair bit. We all know that you can do great. Are you excited to be in the new car? Absolutely. I think um, it's a clean slate. We start again. I'm pumped. I'm focused. You know, I'm, I'm ready for the year ahead. I'm looking forward to you know, getting out and driving and, and I'm really enjoying it. And I think we've got a great package and a great car and a great team behind us. So, yeah, just can't wait. An unchanged lineup for the Enduro. Shell V Power Racing in the past two years had great podium success at Bathurst. You'll be obviously looking to improve on that, especially with Tony back in the seat with you. Yeah, Tony's solid. Uh, you know, you can hand the car over to him and not have to really worry about it. So, you know, we've had some good success. You know, we, we nearly got the Pertec Enduro Cup, not last year, the year before. And, and uh, I think we're, you know, hopefully be somewhere close with this car. But Tony's, you know, a great guy. We've, we get along well. We've just been in the States together and had a bit of fun over there. So it's, um, it's good to be able to be racing together. Fabs, all the best for 2019, mate, and thanks for being on the driver's seat once again. No worries, cheers. Good of Fabs to have a bit of a yarn with me, and off mic too, because I did ask him about his hair. He did say to me that I'm the last person that should be talking about haircuts. If you want to know what Fabs is talking about, people, just jump on our Facebook page and have yeah. a look. Have a look at Nimsy. <laughs> Nimsy, apart from Fabs, Nimsy's the only bloke that could roll a car nine times, pull the helmet off, and have exactly the same hair. <laughs> Dean Canto could. Dean Canto, Lee Holdsworth. Probably the extent of Blanchard, it. Blanchard, if he was still racing and not managing. <laughs> but last but not least, uh, I did manage to catch up up with uh, the big dick himself and we talked not only um, Shell V Power Racing too but he even gave me an update on what's happening with the uh, Team Johnson Falcon and when it's going to debut in the TCM but let's hear what Big Dick had to say. The great man Dick Johnson joins us back on the driver's seat first off what a sexy looking car that is cannot wait to see that on the track Look, I, I tell you what, if it goes half as good as it looks, it's going to be a real winner. But, um, no, there's a lot of time and effort's gone into it, and I think um, we've come up with the goods. Everyone else is going to be extremely hungry. We saw last year the guys at Red Bull Holden were really chomping at the bit. Scotty seems to have matured incredibly as a driver. Is, is there any pressure on him being the one that's being chased now? Look, you know, I know that uh, last year was an awful lot of pressure for him, but there always is. But once you get the first one out of the way... 
I think you'll find that things come a little bit easier, you know, because the, the pressure's really off there and, and he knows what's got to be done and so does Fabian. So I think you'll find, um, you know, they'll acquit themselves extremely well and uh, not sort of be uh, held up with pressure on their shoulders. One thing that I always love that's very synonymous with uh, DJR and, and DJR Team Penske is the, the Shell backing, the Shell V-Power racing cars looks fantastic. And you've got a long relationship with Shell. Good to see that they're continuing it in for 2019. I've been associated with Shell over the last 52 years. And uh, for me, that's, that's something pretty special. They're really, really good people. I've had a relationship with them like... Uh, as, as full-time sponsors, as major sponsors, and also as not not so major. So it's a time where uh, I don't think anyone else has ever had a sponsorship that's lasted quite that long, and I hope that it keeps going for many years to come. Well, we hope so too. Just quickly, let's turn over to the TCM because, Stephen, he's got two TCM trophies now. You've still got the Mustang for Adelaide, and from what Steve told me, the Falcon will be ready by QR. How much work's going to that at the moment? Well... Things are a bit slow in that area at this point in time, but they're about to get a, a bit of a shot in the arm, I think, because uh, if, if we're to have it there for QR, you know, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. But, um, you know, once, once we get the basics of the thing done, things should move along fairly quickly. But in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with the Mustang. It's, it's done a pretty good job over the last few years and, and looking forward to it uh, starting the season again. Yeah, Slow and uh, Stephen Johnson don't generally go on the same sentence, especially in that Mustang. But, uh, DJ, thanks for the chat, mate, and uh, it's always great to have you on the driver's seat. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. How good is he? I mean, I, uh, Stevie J, I don't know whether you saw it before it went live, but the the Mustang video from DJR, when Dick was talking and acting and doing all that sort of stuff, it brought back great memories of him and uh, and Big Barry Sheen in the in the Shell commercials. He doesn't mind... He doesn't mind treading the boards, your old mate. He does, your old man. He doesn't mind throwing on the acting uh, the acting boots, does he? Yeah, he got a bit of a kick out of that because I think, as we've spoken about off air, it, it sort of hinted back in the Barry Sheen, yeah. you know, shell you know, what I want a sock for days, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I think that was quite cool. And, and obviously to have that uh, girl there who was, you know, going to be a new employee, at DJR Team Penske, uh, named Sally. I think yeah. that was pretty fitting. That it was, was really cool. cool. A big thank you to Dick Johnson, Fabian Coulthard, Scott McLaughlin, and everyone at DJR. Our team Penske, our feature interviews for IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate, call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. This is the driver's seat across Australia for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. So you can catch the boys on the driver's seat via social media streams, but also across the weekend as they gear up towards the season opener. Next weekend in Adelaide should be a belter. More off the bench shortly for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Up next, what's coming up this weekend and what Sats is looking forward to? We'll have that for you shortly. You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Welcome back to Off The Bench. We're nearly done and dusted. It's been a big hour of sports chat. The driver's seat boys stopping by the good and the bad in the summer of sport in 2018-19. And I suppose it leads us now to what's ahead of us, Sats. Uh, And I'm intrigued. What are you looking forward to this weekend in sport? Three things I'm looking forward to, Benny. Three things. Yeah. One is I'm looking forward to watching the new series of Narcos on Netflix. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with sport. Well, some might argue that some of that was a bit of a sport. Yeah. <laughs> There's shooting involved. Yeah, there were a little bit. Yeah. Um, Johnny Sutton's testimonial, which yes. apparently you can see on that new KO, K-A-Y-O Yeah, it's a sports streaming. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. apparently doing his game live. Oh, that's great. His game live. Yeah. Yep. But I'm looking forward to it, and we spoke about it already, as we have John Sutton. I'm really looking forward to see whether Scott Drinkwater 
takes a handle on that number one jersey. So much expectation with life after one of the legends of Billy Slater. I'm really looking forward to see how he handles all that pressure. Yeah, and of course those uh, five trial games as well for Saturday. There's plenty to look forward to and there'll be plenty of news to come out of that as well. I'm looking forward to the Melbourne Derby. Uh, always an interesting Are you battle. calling this Benny or not? No, no, I'm not. I'll just be interested on looker for this one. But um, actually, considering the, the latter positions of Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City, you would think that the Victory have dominated these derbies. Not the case. City have won one. There's been a draw in the two games so far this season. Melbourne Victory will be desperate to uh, obviously square the ledger and keep uh, touch with Perth, who are just the runaway leaders at the moment. They are flying towards the Premier's plate. So I'm looking forward to that. And as I said at the start of the show, all of these troll games are great because... Often you'll get a, a, a bolter who might just put their hand up and say, I am going to be picked for round one. But what I also hope for, not that I want to finish on a negative note, is we just get through clean slate. I don't want to hear any big names getting injured or anything that will affect the start Forgive of the season. Give my ignorance, but who's the coach of the two Melbourne teams? Uh, yep, so you've got Kevin Musket yes. at the Melbourne Victory and Victory. Warren Joyce at Melbourne okay, City. Okay, so what I love is when it looks like we're again being pitchforked towards a Popovich versus maybe Musket. Final, very much so. Two former yeah. teammates who were just yeah. so dogmatic in everything they yeah. did, and yeah. had a real sense of brutal arrogance about them when they played. Absolutely, and the, no the teams they coach, yeah. play very exactly similar. the way that their their coaches played. Well, that's every chance. Uh, they're the top two sides at the moment, but of course, Sydney not far away. Adelaide, Wellington, the surprise packets uh, will have a thing or two to say about that as well. I'm sure. This has been off the bench. Another big show. A uh, big thank you to the boys on the driver's seat for stopping by. A uh, big thank you to you, Scott Sattler, for your Thanks. efforts as always uh, for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Uh, mate, enjoy the weekend. Uh, catch you again same time Just next week. Ch- chewing gum stuck in my fingers. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. It's yeah, good to go in your mouth. <laughs> 